I got Ben Magnet. Yo. And I got Brandon McClure. Mm-hmm. And I'm checked off. So we're all good to board the Kang train, baby. Yeah. Uh, we're missing one. I think we're missing our conductor. Choo choo! Oh. It's me. I was right. The Kang train is approaching. <laughs> I just bought the screen, green, green screen screen. I want to use it. Thank you for that. Sparks. It's like you're merging out of Jonathan Majors. What's up, King? All right. I'm Sparks Witty. This is Ryan Eliopoulos, who I think might be stripping down in a second. Well, Ben. And Brandon T. McClure and Ben Magnet. And uh, we are here for the final uh, episode of this season of Loki on Fake Nerds Watch, which is uh, for all time, always. I'm so glad you brought up that little fun point, by the way, uh, about it being a tie-in for like forever. Oh, and then now oh, that yeah, it was yeah. Kang, I'm like, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Very perfect. And now we're it. stuck with him forever, thankfully. When the, since we're just talking about it right now, because we've been saying this since the, pretty much since the start, um, when he showed up, the elevator opens up, and there's Jonathan Majors. I'm like, <laughs> the sons of bitches, they did it. <laughs> My favorite thing about this was knowing Ben was watching it somewhere, and the elevator opened, and he went, who is that? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> because Ben didn't watch Lovecraft Country with us. So Ben's like, uh, what's happening? <laughs> and meanwhile, the three of us are going, shit, it's Kang. Uh, okay, so real quick. So like the week the week before this show, the, the last episode, I was on a roller coaster of, it's not Kang. It's Kang. It's not Kang. It's a lot of people were on the internet. As we were heading into watching it together, yeah. he's like, it's not Kang. Yeah. It's another Loki. I, it's not Kang. I, I was uh, another WandaVision. Uh, I, I was, yeah, I didn't want to yeah. get, I didn't want to get Mephisto'd again. So once Miss Minute says, he who remains, I'm like, okay, cool. We got it. I don't have to worry about the rest of the episode. I can just get to whatever the episode's about. And then, yes, the elevator happened. And I'm like, that was mother effort. <laughs> I can't believe it. Unbelievable. Like, uh, we have so much to talk about in this episode. Like, not not a lot really happened. It's mostly just a dialogue-heavy episode about who the new villain is. And, and like, so much happened. But it's like, so much <laughs> actually happens. And it's like, I, I, I cannot believe they did it. Like, I really cannot believe they did it. Uh, big shit, Ben. What do you got to say? I kind of hate the fact that Sparse is right. <laughs> well, I'm watching it. Like, I, knew it, it, like, I knew it in my head. head. The elevator door opens, and we see Jonathan Majors. And I'm like, "That's King, right?" No, you know I what's, what's, what's like, funny is I imagine it like I imagine it like that Justice League episode where Lex Luthor's in the Flash's body, and he takes off the mask. And he goes, "I have no idea who this is." Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, "It's like, okay, if that's not King, I don't know who the hell that is." Luckily, no one asked because I was watching it with Fanny and our and, and our roommate. So we're we're watching it. He comes out, and I'm sitting there going. Just say Kang. Just just say the name. Just so just so well, I know. Well, that's the thing. Ben. Technically, he. Uh, I have my green said- finger. Technically, he's not Kang. Yeah, he's he who remains. Who is the oldest Kang? Yeah, uh, in this MCU say- version. And he did call himself a conqueror. So I'm like, I'll take it. I'll because I know it is Kang. Because like as the episode continued, I was like, oh no, that's. And then I saw Jonathan Majors. It clicked. And I'm like, oh yeah, duh. Of course it's Kang. And I just like kept quiet the whole time. I'm not. I didn't say anything. And but then, of course, after the episode was done, I go to work the next day. And I'm talking to some of my work buddies who are also watching Loki. And one was like, "Hey Ben, who's that?" I was like, "It's King of Conqueror." Who? Don't worry about it. You'll find out. Ben, ben, ben pretending he was hot on that shit as it was happening, rather than catching up later, going, 
No, it's Kang. Uh, it's Kang, everybody. Yeah. So Jonathan Majors is Kang. Uh, uh, <laughs> he up. remains. He who remains is is like the guy who starts the TVA in the comics, but he's just like an old man. Like he's not like anything big. Like again, the TVA in the comics is kind of a joke. Um, the fact that they kind of merged like a, a Kang variant with He Who Remains makes a lot of sense for the MCU. And like, I I don't want to I don't. I don't often use this term of the MCU because I, I really like it a lot, but I wouldn't use the term brilliant for a lot of its storytelling. What they're doing with Kang is brilliant. It is truly brilliant, not just in terms of storytelling, but with what it does for the actor, because we're not just going to get one type of Jonathan Major's performance for the next 10 years. We're going to get potentially a dozen, yeah. potentially like who knows what. Um, right. And like the multiverse even is if, loaded. Even if, we only get two versions of him, which is unlikely. But even yeah. if we get two versions, we still will get two distinct versions. And that's still uh, yeah. brilliant. Absolutely. Kate, Plus this one, yeah. Kate Heron has done a lot of talking this week. And one of the things they talked about is the casting of Jonathan Majors that they were involved in for Ant-Man to connect it to Loki. Yes. And that what they did is they kept sending him different concept arts of different variations of the character. And he was creating different personas and voices so I think we're probably seeing more than two. Sure. I love that. <laughs> Just yeah, based on that simple concept. What's so great about, about the ending of a Marvel show is we get all these little tidbits. We get all these little things. And I wanted to bring up that apparently uh, Jonathan Majors voiced all three timekeepers. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. I that's did not so know cool. that. that. Okay. That, that's rad. I like it when they do st shit like that. Because yeah, it makes honestly, sense. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I, I, I just thought that was a fun little bit when they said that. I was like, that's really cool that, that they went yeah. that extra level. Again, we, we, we mentioned it last week, but uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth voiced Throg, even though Throg literally just goes, ah! Like, they got him They got him in, like, a booth or they just got him to record something they were, on his he phone. Was there, he was there for What If, and they were like, hey, can you just give us, like, a There break? you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man, like... Chris Hemsworth voiced Thor in the sense that they pulled a Chris Hemsworth grunt from a different audio ABR thing, and, and, and they were like, there. And they're like, Chris Hemsworth voiced Throg, yeah. voiced Throg, and he hears about like, it, and he's like... Uh, they checked his voice. Yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. so. And he checks his his like stipends, and he's like, in an episode of Look, yep, I guess I was. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> before before we get to like the, the 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 meat the meat of it, let's talk about the side character because they're not in it a lot. And I would I would be more critical if I didn't immediately know there was a season two. Right. But the, but, but Ravona Renslayer, uh -huh. yep. uh, there is a plot thread going on with her where we meet another variant of her which is is this high school that she works at. It's where that pen is from that we saw in one of the earlier episodes. So that is a thread. I have no idea what's going on. That is clearly a setup for the next season. Like, I can't even pretend to speculate what her deal is, you know? I, I assumed at least the immediate purpose was just to make them know, like, people who didn't know what they knew. The, the, oh, she's a variant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. because here's another version of her. Yeah. They're like, oh, so we're all variants. Yeah, I also mean... Um, uh, uh, are like the, the judge slayer because she's just like I have a mission to go do and I'm like I don't know what that is yet. Right, Ryan actually hit the nail on the head for me as well. Um, I would be I probably would be more critical of this, much like I was with Wandavision, where my biggest issue with Wandavision and partially Falcon Winter Soldier was that it didn't feel like a conclusion to the story. It felt like hey, finish the story in Doctor Strange too. But where Loki succeeded for me was that it actually felt like a prestige television show in the sense that it, it finished the arc that it was telling and then said season two is, when, is where these threads are going to go to. And mm -hmm. if there wasn't a season two announced, I probably would be slightly more critical on it mm -hmm. because I don't yeah. want to see like the next product to, to do that. That kind of rubs me the wrong way. But saying it's a season two feels better. If there wasn't a season two, um, I 
I would almost want to say that they would end it differently. Yeah. George. I know that that's actually not totally true because again, Kate Heron decided to talk a lot this week. <laughs> and one of the things they talked about was that when they were plotting out the show, there was no season two in the plan in the plan and that the cliffhanger ending kind of came about in its own way, but everything else was kind of more or less going to be left for the movies to fill in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, boy, am I glad we don't live in that world? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which is why I'm, I, very happy i'll say right up front loki's number one of the disney plus marvel shows for me um i'm going to be critical still of the side character stuff because um i still think that now with it all behind me i'm very satisfied beyond satisfied mm -hmm. last episode was everything i could have wanted it to be in the sense of like <laughs> what was going on what was happening um but also watching it a second time uh i wish there had been more character time for mobius and loki for sylvie and loki um i think that some of these beats maybe we got too too fast mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um there's this one particular time it bothered me the first time but it bothered me much more the second time where loki says uh to sylvie that's what you think of me after all this time and i'm like what what is all this time to you because like i don't think you've slept outside of the one moment on the train like, so we're on, like, day two of you talking to each other? Um, and for me, like, even with them being the same person from different universes, uh, the the connection gets raised to its most dramatic stakes because that's that's what it's doing. Yeah. But I don't know that it's earned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I um, actually will agree with the... I, I will agree with the romantic... Uh, with the romantic entanglement being... Uh, not feeling necessarily earned. I can fall on, on the TVA excuse of time just works differently. So for Loki, it could be... Because he says it has been months, has been days. I don't even know how long it's been. Um, but I, I... I don't mind them pairing Sylvie and Loki up in a romantic way. I just don't quite think that last romantic moment was earned. I, I kind of echoing what Sparks was saying. Yeah. Um, I I don't really have an opinion on it, if I'm being mm -hmm. honest. I I think the romance uh it was it didn't it wasn't there enough for me to really care, <clears throat> if I'm being honest. Like it doesn't it didn't And I think that's the problem. Yeah, it didn't it didn't bother me that like they kissed, but I'm like, I felt like, oh, I, I, I kind of saw that coming. I didn't see the betrayal in what happens after. I didn't see that part coming. So I think the problem for me is the second time I was watching it is that Loki and partially because Tom Hiddleston is very talented is working from a place of I'm feeling deep romantic feelings in a way that I don't understand for you. And that's everything that's motivating what I'm doing right now mm -hmm. in trying to stop you in trying to protect us. Yeah. And from Sylvie, and this isn't a knock on the actor, but I don't feel that same stuff coming out. Mm -hmm. I don't think that the characters offered that same opportunity to have provided that kind of like, I'm feeling this conflict as well, or any of that, which makes this feel one-sided. And if that is the case, if it is one-sided, that's not clear yeah. um, and not a part of the story that's being fleshed out. So in general, that's why it falls a little flat in her motivations for me. Sure. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I totally understand that. Um, there is a lot because you mentioned Loki. I'll I'll branch. I'll kind of like pigeon. I'll jump to that real quick. Um, mm -hmm. the, I, the 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 thing that I really like about uh, Loki's character development in the show, and I've mentioned the fact that I am not as critical about his character development as uh, as I think you are, Sparks specifically. Um, but he real quick, real quick. I just want to clarify because I was thinking about the way I put it last weekend. Here's my thing: if I watched 
uh, the MCU up to the first Avengers and then immediately jump to Loki. Yeah. I don't know that I could buy that this is the same Loki. Uh-huh. I feel like it is still trying to pay off an audience that has a knowledge of a better Loki than the Loki that would have had to have changed in the amount of time that this show provides. But yeah, that's, what, and the that's, clip, that's why, what the clip show is for. Yeah. Right, and that's why I have a hard time believing the development arc of this Loki. Mm-hmm. And again, this kind of goes back to, I think there should have been more time maybe for Loki and Sylvie, more time for Loki and Mobius, although I'm very happy with the show. Maybe it should have been longer, which is a longer discussion I'm going to bring up in a second, but go ahead, Brandon. Well, the, the thing that I liked about um, that I really enjoy about his character development comes to a head in this episode with this fight that we're talking about about where loki is coming from he is confronted with a choice which is where all character developments eventually lead to uh he is confronted with the choice of being the loki that that you know he had tried to be in the first thor film or going back on his character development or proving that he has in fact changed and and take a different path and the fight kind of represents that struggle that he's trying to prove to Sylvie that he can take a different path, but she doesn't trust him. And I really, I really like how Tom Hiddleston plays it. And I really honestly like how it's written. Um, to, to me, that, that, that just, at the end of the day, that just really worked for me on a, on a really visceral level. Yeah, I think, I think Tom Hiddleston's performance, uh, especially in this episode, really carries yeah. uh, a lot of it for me. Um, mm-hmm. While I do agree with, with some of the, the, the things Sparks brought up, I, I do think his, his performance is, is kind of beaten away some of the negativity for me. Um, like, just like, and I, I do agree, like, it, it might have been rushed, but like, just the scene where he's like, is this what you think of me? I like, I really, I bought that scene. I, I, this episode does a lot of kind of making up for progression that earlier episodes should still should have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I agree. I do think that like a lot of his performance in this earns most of it. Yeah. Uh, in the sense of like his character arc and him coming to this conclusion at the end. I just think that he was more or less uh, put on to the point where he's like, he would have made this choice for sure. No matter what, I wasn't worried about it as an audience member two episodes ago when I would have rather been teetering, like, will he go for it? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Whereas I feel like I could trust this Loki three episodes ago. Yeah. 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 I I do wish that like the final like thing wasn't like, like a thing of like love between them. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Though um, when 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 Sylvie when Sylvie takes that swing and he shows up in front of her, (laughs) my heart stopped. Yeah, I, that was a good moment. It's a, it's like an incredibly well crafted scene. Mm. They I, let yeah. they let Tom Hiddleston do four stops and put different emotion behind them. So good yeah. for him. Um, the, the, the 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 choreography of that fight sequence is, is some of the best. I have one particular problem. It's a problem that I have in general with fight scenes, but this one like just is one where it comes up, and it's right at the beginning of the fight. It's right after Sylvie takes the first swing. Loki comes back with three, and I'm like, if you're the dude that's just trying to stop, not hurt mm. her. Mm. You don't come back with three slashes. <laughs> like I'm like that's immediately the next moves he does. Please stop attacking. Like, that's a fight choreography thing. Yeah, but like that always bothers me when that. This is not the only thing that's guilty of it. That always bothers me when you have a character who's supposed to be doing like the protecting thing and stopping a being person, defensive, yeah. being defensive, but they go for the like really aggressive attack move right after they do the the parry and i'm like that's too much if you're actually just trying to push them away yeah i the the <clears throat> use of him like using like telekinesis again to like grab her i thought that was, yeah. that was awesome i wish we had more instances of that instead of just me going back to the one thing where he pushed a building with his brain because i'm like <laughs> i really like him having telekinesis i think that's a really cool awesome sylvie's got it too now yeah well, i think that's Throw cool like the table. them learning each other's powers like i'm sure. i think that's i'm, I'm okay with that 
yeah, that's I just, why I like that's why I really like the the last episode is that kind of like Loki believed in himself enough and yeah, believed yeah. in her that he could that he, that he can develop that power and he and he did it in the moment of crisis. Um, that actually goes up to one of my points. I don't think this is for me. The show has kind of gotten better and better for a lot of the times, but I think for me the show did peak at five. The fifth episode for me is the best show is the best episode of the show. Where yeah. but this still. Um, concluded in an incredibly satisfying way and i'm just like applaud that i i was i was definitely i was beyond satisfied because again people were saying like there's no way like going back to one division like you can't just introduce your villain in the last episode yes you can yes you can. there's no reason you can't if you have a good script like this is, these are hour-long shows kang has had more screen time than a, like a lot of other characters because this is an hour-long show he's in this entire episode almost like i never understood that argument like it's the Wizard of Oz thing. If you have if you have a goal, if you're the goal of the show was to find who ran the TVA, and at the last episode you reach that goal, that means you find who ran the TVA. That's like yeah, that's like Brandon. Like you said, it's Wizard of Oz. It's like people saying, yeah, the movie's called Wizard of Oz, but the wizards never in it. Yeah, you find uh, the wizard in the last act. Well, that's like fifteen minutes. Yeah, clearly people who don't read manga oh, there watch you go. anime. Oh. Um, big, we're bringing up uh, Wizard of Oz, but um, big Willy Wonka energy. Uh, he was protruding Whoa. in this episode. Oh my gosh, he he did like the thing with the chin that everyone knows. Like he's skipping yeah. around. Like he, he he he's so good. He he's plays so like a, like he plays like a like a sociopath, but like who thinks he's the he's a good person. Like, and I guess you could say he's a he's the best version of himself. I love Jonathan you know? Major so much. He killed it. So ben. really, really quick on the whole Loki, um, Loki slap Loki plus Sylvie thing. I don't have a really pop, big problem Silky. with it. Silky, I guess if you're calling it. Oh, but uh, God. That's the wow, shame. make me hate a thing quick. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, all I have to say about that is that it brings a whole new meaning to the term go F yourself, right? Oh, there we oh, go. Oh, man. Kate Heron has been talking a lot, and she and, and she was talking about uh, the fact that, like, uh, they did Masters of Sex, um, which yeah. is a show, you know, and, and, the, and they were like, I'm, I'm just really drawn to stories about self-love. And I'm like, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> so anyways, that's, that's my one thing about that. But the one person I really want to talk most about is Jonathan Majors, because when he shows up, because you're right, he is like Willy Wonka. He is Willy Wonka dialed into like Willy Wonka, high on crack cocaine, but also <laughs> has this grand whimsy about him. And I think you're watching a different Willy Wonka if he's not high on crack cocaine. It just felt like what Jonathan, what Jonathan Majors was doing. And one of the things that was profound was when they crossed the threshold. And he, because all that whimsy it's was all gone. performance. It's all Every, in the performance. Like when he becomes like real. Like when he's like having scenes like, oh, I know exactly what's going to happen. I know this. I know that. And then he's like, like that 30 or okay, maybe 30 seconds too long. But that 15 to 20 seconds of with the camera slowly coming in on him, zooming in on him. And he's like, I don't know what he, he he starts he has a stutter because like he's like basically had a script for eons because like he knows what's going to happen so for the first time in his life he's he's off script mm -hmm. so like he stutters when he starts to talk and i'm like that's a great little choice to make man Just, like huh? yeah everything about i'm watching this i'm like oh he's good i'm just oh, like no God. give him the just give him the emmy give him the emmy it's that All nervousness it's that nervousness about it that really sells it for me is the idea that like because 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 Ben, I, I, you you suggested that he was he kind of smiles when he's like I don't know what's gonna happen next. But to me, I felt he was nervous. Like I, that's it. You know, I don't know he what's was, gonna happen next. I'm being he, candid. I don't I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
he was nervous, but he was also excited because he was still like jumping up on a seat when they were fighting. Because yeah. he's like, "Oh, this is exciting." What well, he was excited because of the because like for the first time in his life, he doesn't know what's going to happen. Or for the first time in eons, he doesn't know what's going to happen. But that kind of like worry at the beginning, where he's where he's like that nervousness crossing the threshold for the first time. Kind of you you kind of feel like it's the first time in his life or the first time in a long time that he's crossed it's that threshold. The, the multiversal war, because again, like this is the first time we're meeting him, and we're this is all we're getting for this version of King, but like he gets super emotional for, for something. We don't know anything about the multiversal war, but for him, that was a big deal because he starts like choking up talking about it. And I'm like, yeah. we're going to see that shit in the future. And it's going to be wild. Guys. It's all performance. It's secret wars, guys. It's secret wars. Secret wars. Is... <laughs> it's all performance. And Jonathan Majors kills it. Yeah. Yeah. He makes, he makes you believe he's a person who has yeah. known everything up to a point yeah uh no for- no shit like the first time we watched it and it's doing the slow pan it, like my favorite direction of the whole show slow move in while he's passing the threshold slow pull out once they do it uh and his performance during it i was like absolutely best shot of the show yeah yeah my, my whole thought oh, yeah. process was just like just just give him the emmy i don't care if he's in, oh he was only one episode of a show emmy's his Oh yeah, care. that's how guest spot. That's how that works. Um, Don what, Cheadle's nominated for he's two nominated. He's in Falcon and Winter Soldier. So literally two minutes. That's crazy. Um, Best like guest actor. Yeah. Um, the special effects in this show have always been good, but like, uh, like th- this was like this straight up was just movie quality level. Like we're like the Citadel at the end of time, the sacred timeline in a circle. Like that's just like the big budget beauty, baby. The second time I watched it, I was I, the second time I watched that, I it dawned on me, and I said. We are looking at the concept of time. We are looking at the visualization of the concept of the flow of time right now, all around us. And I was like, that is the biggest, boldest thing that I've ever seen in the MCU. Yes. Uh, And it's on a TV show on Disney Plus. And that's why, again, like, I... I love this episode so much just for how, again, how bold it is being. It's like, remember how we spent 10 years building to a guy who was trying to build a glove. That guy's a, he guys, that guy's nothing. That guy's literally nothing in the grand scheme of Kang's conquest. We're like, he let that happen. Kang let that happen because that's part of, part of his order or whatever. And I'm like, I'm just so excited for all the different variants, all the different things that they're setting up. Like they brought up that he's from the 31st century. Mm -hmm. That's Nathaniel Richards. Uh, That's also where Iron Lad comes from. So like this, the future, it's so bright. And I was like, like I was wondering, like, what, what's what's the big bag going to be? Galactus and Ilus. I'm like, oh no, you got the same guy possibly six times in a row. It's great, and he's so talented. Like, so happy. I'm so happy. So I happy. hope we see Galactus sometime down the line, but I don't think Absolutely. he needs to be the big bad, the big bad for anything. Well, we're no. getting Fantastic Four soon, so I would assume Galactus is is now on the table, but he's probably on the going to be on the table further down the line. So uh, there is there's not many Easter egg cameo stuff in this episode because this is mostly just like getting to the except villain for the whole opening except for the opening which was just lots of uh, uh callbacks cute. to the marvel stuff and also like real world events but also if you notice uh there is a flying spaceship that's very quickly on screen uh and it doesn't look like any quinjet that we've seen it doesn't look like any ship that we've seen before uh people are speculating it's a little, it's a little outside of space yeah of our usual operational space. um so like people are People are having fun speculating that that's the fantastic car lost in space. Once, once he showed me a picture and I watched the episode a second time, I'm like, oh, that's very clearly it, there. It flies by pretty quick, very much mm-hmm. like in Ant Man. In there's a quantum city that like blink and you miss it. Yeah. Um, I would, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if like the Fantastic Four show up somehow in in uh, Quantum Media because we already know they're coming soon. They got announced with Phase Four. They don't have to be a big thing, but if we're dealing with like quantum stuff like that would we know we know they didn't do it for no reason so it's something yeah um megan did point out it could have been a a different king already yeah 
Oh no, I assume that's that's which is possible as well. Chronopolis. Oh, you know the spaceship. The yeah, spaceship. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, I'm just like man. Uh, I just the fact that it's Kang just really opens the doors for for so many things. The ending, uh, uh, for whatever season two is Loki's dealing with like an alternate TVA now that's run by Kang. Um, just nice. someone someone recolored that statue to look like the the comic colors. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, that's beautiful. The, yeah. the the ending since you brought it up, Ryan, the ending where Mobius doesn't recognize him broke my heart. Oh God, oh, yeah, legitimately. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, I was really hoping that um, at the end of this because I thought because I didn't know we were getting a season two until you know like the very end it said Loki will return in season two. I didn't know that, and. I was hoping that there was like some happy ending where Mobius and Loki run jet skis together. I was oh, hoping for that to happen. Season two, baby. It could still happen. It could still happen. So that'll be the end of his story, which clearly this wasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so do you guys think now that we're here, do you think season two involves Kang? Or do you think this was just opening the doors and it's just dealing with multiverses? I mean, it has to. Because I... We just saw I the... So. I, no, I know, but like, you know, like, they, they could do the thing where it's... He's not there or something. I'm just like... I mean, I don't know that we see him, like, all the time, but I'm sure we see him. Yeah. I I think that we're... That season two will introduce us. Regardless of... We don't know when season two is coming. That's for Kevin Feige to decide. Um, He could, he could throw it in a, it, the already announced stuff or it could be after... It's definitely before Ant-Man 3, I bet, though. Well, if it, if it is before Ant-Man 3, then I think we're introduced to the main Kang of... Uh, that will be the main villain Kang. Yeah. Uh, so, um, he who remains is not a Kang, but like he, but this version of the Kang was kind of wearing the Immortus outfit. So let's just say if this one's the Immortus, and we still got Kang, we still got the the Pharaoh Raman Tut, who is a Kang who went to Egypt to rule Egypt, so the Avengers can go back in time and deal with that guy. There's Iron Lad, there's evil Kitty Immortus. Um, there's just... Man, and again, just I just want to see Jonathan Majors just like suit up like a bunch of different times. So that just seems like such a fun thing for an actor to do. Kang Kate. Kang Kate. It's the decade Kane, of Kang. It's the decade of Kang. It's a Kang Kate. Um, I couldn't I couldn't be I honestly couldn't be more excited to for, for an actor to be cast in something, like truly. Yeah, I, I am too. I, although for Iron Lad, I would imagine they'd probably cast someone younger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't DH him or something. No. Um, but I'm sure that I, well now, especially that we know kind of where season two was going and, and it being like, regardless of the multiverse stuff, like it dealing with time travel, like that's what the first arc of young Avengers is about is, is the fact that iron lad goes back in time and destroys the world because Kang is never created essentially. Like yeah. now I'm kind of thinking maybe the Alan Heinberg run while not the same team will probably be a similar story structure with centered around Nathaniel Richards. Yeah. Um, and dealing with like, yeah, like I, I don't want to become, the greatest villain of yeah. the universe. Yeah. That's it would make sense. Awesome. It would make sense, yeah. Um it just makes me this makes me excited thinking about it because like I I you guys know how, how much I love Marvel and I'm like, man, there's just so much they haven't touched yet. Like it's really it's really exciting. Sparks, are you saying something? No, um nope. <laughs> uh <laughs> you're saying something, sorry. No, I'm sure it was just some side comment, but I wasn't thinking about it that much, so it didn't retain. Um oh does does Kang show up? In Spider-Man or Doctor Strange? No. Potentially Doctor Strange. I don't know if I want him to show up in Spider-Man. Oh, I'm not saying I want him. Go ahead and say, what then? I would say Doctor Strange, more likely. Yeah. 
Because I think with Spider-Man, we got a whole bunch of multiverse shit in there already. And we I, don't think, even no, I think I think at this point, to whatever degree Kevin Feige can keep only one person from the MCU having to appear in Spider-Man outside Tom Holland and the rest <laughs> is is what he's trying to do. So Doctor Strange is the one and done. Kevin is like holding the door back, like, no more heroes! <laughs> Amy Pascal's trying to bang bang down the door. He's like, no, Kevin, you can't have him! Kevin, let Venom in! <laughs> okay, you know what's funny is that... Um, uh, Kevin Feige has a, now has an as a funny out. If Amy Pascal was like, so so Venom's in the MCU is like, sure, in that that branch there. Yeah, like <laughs> that one there. That yeah, that's Venom. I mean, they did. I genuinely, this is why I wanted to look it up because I did. I looked up all the audio bits someone spliced in the visuals that every audio bit is from throughout that whole opening. Oh, cool. And I was like, surely one of them is like a cheeky nod to the Spider-Man movies, like the Raimi ones or something. Yeah. Nope. All MCU or real world stuff. Nothing else. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. when I was watching this episode, they had I was watching with subtitles on. <clears> so <throat> I was like, oh hey, that's from Ant-Man. You know, so you guys see Rogers saying I could do this all day. You got uh, there's there's um, your there's your Agents of Shield uh season six and seven for those you of go. you who give a shit. Yeah. You got, uh, um you got uh, Greta Thunberg. That's how you say uh, anything, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there is that. There's. So I actually wanted to ask you guys. I'm curious. Um, I so alternate timelines are not the same thing as alternate dimensions. Um, alternate timelines means if you choose A or B, one one timeline you went B and one time they went A. But alternate dimensions are are things can be so drastically different that I'm blue in the in, in a different in a parallel world. Or you actually yeah. can see blue. Or <laughs> fuck you. That's a good one, man. <laughs> I love you, Brandon. I love Holy you, bro. Shit. That was slick. <laughs> I don't took have me by surprise. I don't have any of them, but when I do, they're golden. Damn. <laughs> I, took, I, I need a moment. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. You know, you know what I mean. I, I know, mean. I know. It's great. It's great. I love it. The so like a, a world where Andrew Garfield is Spider-Man isn't an alternate timeline from the MCU. It would have to no. be a parallel. It would have to be a parallel universe. I have a theory. I don't know if this is what they want to do, but this is what they're doing. My theory is when Kang says I isolated the timeline, it was it got, it went back to what we had speculated in the first episode that he isolated it from everyone else. Hmm. And there was a, there is still a multiverse, but our timeline was blocked and creating the alternate timelines broke that barrier. Okay, hmm. so I think I I know why you're saying alternate timelines and alternate dimensions are not the same thing. I don't think that Loki or the MCU is playing in that space. Mm -hmm. I think alternate That's timelines, not. alternate dimensions are interchangeable. Otherwise, why yeah. would we have black Loki and Classic kid Loki, Loki. Well, and fair. girl Loki? Well, Loki yeah. is is the is the is the one that I can I can wisp away because he can change his appearance at will. Sure, but I mean, like, there's mm, mm, I don't yeah, but. Sylvie's not Tom Hilson deciding no, to look like I was girl. just I was just asking what you guys think of that theory or it does it hold any weight whatsoever. I wasn't saying yeah, you guys I, have to adhere to I don't, it. I don't I don't I I think the implication is even even with Jonathan Majors as Kang, like you know, like not necessarily every variant we see of him might in fact be Jonathan Majors all the time. Okay. We'll see. Um I want it to be Jonathan Majors as often as possible, but I do think this is far more like the opportunity to provide different people being able to portray certain characters this may be a way we see a different t'challa someday mm. um you know like things like that i i do think the mcu is operating in a mind space where like alternate timelines and alternate dimensions are interchangeable they're not a simple 
oh, I zigged when I, when I should have zagged this mm -hmm. one time. And I don't think that it's working in that way. Yeah. <clears throat> I was just, I was just thinking that that would, I mean, you know, head cannons being head cannons, but they are um, like, that was kind of what I took from it because it was, because I was like, okay, so did, did Loki create the the Brian Singer X Men films and the Sam Raimi Spider Man films? Is that what we're going with now? No, um, but the multiverse is open now, so I, this is how easily how you can get everything. I think, I think maybe I think, they were pruned. I think I think less the fact that Loki created them, more the fact they always existed. Loki mm -hmm. simply opened the gateways mm -hmm. so that these things can interact. Not that they ever will or should, but they can. Um, like this is, this is much the, you know, the same impetus that crisis on infinite earth on the CW took, except that they're not going like bonanzas right out of the gate with it. They're just saying like, you know, things are on the table right now. It's not mm -hmm. saying anything in particular. It's just saying things can be whatever they want them to be now. Right. Yeah. And I was just like, you see all those trillions of universes, they all matter. Every single one, even you, Agents of Shield, even you, you get yeah. to matter. There were people on. There were people talking. I was talking about this online because uh, someone was like, "The uh, uh, the MCU just fi just fixed all their plot holes." I go, "Well, I don't think that what they're insinuating is that there's a world where 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 Terrence Howard is still Rhodey. <laughs> I don't think there's a world where he got a facelift and became Don Cheadle. I mean, see, I love because like there's an infinite number of alternate realities. So like there is a world where Don Cheadle is. Wait, a, you're right. I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. so all it is, is yeah. realistically Iron Man doesn't actually take place in our main MCU. Iron Man actually takes place in the variant one. And there's an Iron Man with Don Cheadle that we just never get to see. <laughs> where the events were the same. It's just Don Cheadle. This and there's is a the whole door. MCU where we this got Terrence out. He didn't get in the fun V. This is the this is the door. This is the this is the extra door that I was hoping to stay closed. No, no, <laughs> yeah. this is the this is the door to the rabbit hole that I do not want to go down. All right, no, we're going down. Chase that rabbit. Let's go. No, no, no I don't want to chase the rabbit. That's what's fun about infinite realities. Like, mm -hmm. it's just an excuse for you to tell whatever story you want. That's all it is. As small or big as you want. I you think, want to change the color of Captain America's shield, or you want to change the color of Captain America. It, it's it's all. It's I think all, I think yeah. also like bringing up Terrence Howard and, and thinking of Edward Norton as well is just like a good example of like, we don't need to be married to this concept to necessarily like recast characters. We can just recast. Characters. Yeah. It's Hollywood. People, people get it. Real life interferes sometimes. People right. Get it. I was, I was making, I was, I was saying that they're, that I mean, they're not going to use it to like create, to, to, to fix plot holes, but like, we're going to go in this timeline now to the people I was talking to online who were saying that that's what they, that's what they just did. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, anyway. Anything else we want to talk about? Yeah. Um, good. No, you go, Ben. You go, Ben. You haven't talked about nothing else, really. I just, uh, I had a blast with those last. I love how the, how the fifth episode was very big, bombastic. You got um, Bertrand Grant yelling glorious purpose in the fight scene with uh, Elioth. And this one was kind of subdued. I mean, yes, you have the fight scene between Loki and Silly, which was really cool. I, I enjoyed watching it. But I wasn't there for the fighting. I was there for the fallout. I was there for fighting um, He Who Remains, Jonathan Majors as Kang, or that version of Kang. And then also seeing the fallout when uh, Mobius goes back to the TVA, sees uh, Ravona, and and just just that whole thing. And even when B-15 is like, 
this we're all variants. Here's the proof. It's a pretty good saying. There's a boss. Pretty good saying. Uh, Sparks, you wanted to say something specific though. Um, I wonder how useful like the scene with uh, the the B fifteen going to uh, Ohio, like other than telling the audience, like, hey, by the way. Uh, she's like letting them know that they're variants, and I'm like, that's real cool. They don't remember that by the end of this episode, so I don't know what that is fulfilling. That's the thing, though. I don't. I the the so when Loki gets pushed back into portal, that's not the same. I think that's a different reality. That's a different reality that the TVA is also that that like now that the branches are. You don't open, think he's in the same TVA? No, it's, it can't be. No, I don't think so. Well, you don't the TVA always No, because he did because he got pushed through before Kang died. I don't know if that matters in the TVA because the TVA kind of exists beyond regular the regular time. No, that's true. That's true. I, yeah. I just that's I, why I figure the change happened there before it's happening everywhere else. Mm. So the change happens there first. Fun fact that uh, John Radley, who a uh, friend of the podcast and friend of mine, talked to me about that he pointed out that it catches uh, the receptionist who's played by ooh, his name escapes me. Hold on, um, but the guy who says, uh, "Yeah, we have the Infinity Stones as paperweights," is now Casey. He's uh, a hunter, not a receptionist. Now he's a hunter. He's yeah. one of the guys leading them when Loki's running through the hall before he gets to Mobius and, and B fifteen. Yeah, oh, um, cool. he got he got his. It's supposed to be another clue of like things are different. Yeah. Um, Hold on. Uh, the 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 thing Eugene, that Eugene Cordero. Uh, the thing that's interesting about that is that really the only only one thing must have changed for the TVA is that if Loki is no longer a, a, a bearing is a bad thing, then they never picked up Loki. Yeah, like I'm a, so like whatever happened, like Loki just doesn't like Loki is I guess yeah he's not wanted. He's or displaced. The, yeah. He's displaced. So he's just like that's that's again that's I'm so glad there's a season two because otherwise I'd be like I don't what's going on. Yes. Yeah, I don't I don't think that they're in the an alternate TVA. Yeah. I think that they're in the same TVA, but the rules have been changed before so, before he got to the others. Okay, so then that means that uh, I'm assuming this is going to happen to make it spicy. That B15 and all those hunters who went to Ohio, that like when the kinks have happened, they were away from that. So when they got back, they're still themselves. Because otherwise, then that team would have been pointless. I agree. That's yeah. why I'm like, I'm yeah. really, it, and it's one of those things where like, thank God we're getting a season two. Because otherwise, I think that was kind of an, an unsatisfying thread to even tease us with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just, in general, I wish there was a little more kind of like clarity on what the impact was of that. Because like, while the cliffhanger, this is another thing where I wonder how much of their clarity there really was. Because again, maybe that was planned pre-cliffhanger ending. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. Um. But B fifteen, so we'll it's implied that B fifteen also doesn't doesn't recognize Loki because she's the one that's who asked for the people. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot she was there with him at the end. Damn it! Yeah. No, no, you're right. Sorry, I forgot. I was just thinking about Owen Wilson. Oh man, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. That's I don't know why that's a little weird. Yeah. It's a little weird. You're it's right. a little no, weird. You're right. And I think and I think also like the note we leave Rayvon on is a little weird too, where yeah. it's like just dipping out uh halfway into the episode and so um, there's been there's no been... no no clarity given on like what miss minutes gave her yeah um i i'm i talked about it before where i'm like i'm not really sure why he who remains would send her to find anyone that isn't himself and she doesn't find him obviously so i don't know where she goes yeah <clears throat> I, I wonder if they don't even know yet this story. Yeah, I yeah, wonder yeah. that too. Boy, that's something I want to talk about. Uh, what slight tangent, but related to this show, um, the writer for Black Widow talked this week about not knowing what they were actually writing the post-credit scene to tease up, 
And I'm starting to get to a point where I'm like, at this point, maybe just stop doing post-credit scenes, guys. Yeah. Like, if you don't even know, don't do it. Um, I'm I'm beginning to wonder how much bang for our buck we're getting out of that. Anymore. Maybe that's why it was good that this this for Loki's was like, hey, just season two's coming instead of like some some other thing that <clears> was mad. It wasn't like a it wasn't like a Wandavision where you have one post credit scene with um um crap baskets photon what's Captain Monica Rambo, Monica Rambo Monica Rambo thank you yeah where you have that uh, Monica Rambo with the scroll and then you go over then the very very end you see Wanda in the in the mountains where she's like reading the book and she hears her boys through the the multiverse I'm assuming like when when the multiverse breaks like in Loki is when she's like, oh, I heard my boys in the multiverse now. I saw a, a lot of people are saying. I, that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I saw a yeah. clickbait article from a CBR that like, hey, now WandaVision makes sense now. I I assume that the branches breaking are the same reason stuff happens in Spider Man. The same reason stuff happens in Doctor Strange. It's all at those yeah. moments in time. Not that these things are happening at the same time, but those branches are hitting at those points. Yeah. I, I, I assume now because people have brought it up and I, I agree with the, with the, um, the fan, the fan theory <laughs> that uh, when she hears her boys, uh, that's when the branch, that's when the branch is created where she didn't lose them or, so, yeah. and so, or uh -huh. something else happened. Um, sure. That's what I think. So steal those boys. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I figure so. Um, but yeah, I just I, I'm thinking about like not knowing the ending you were necessarily ending up heading for for the show, not knowing what the post credits that you have to write for this movie is heading up. I'm like, I, I don't want Marvel Studios to get too far into putting the cart before the horse because I'm, I'm wondering at what point it's actually going to kick them in the face. Mm -hmm. We are we are generally very positive on the MCU. We all really like it, but there are shortcomings to it. Um, we've mm -hmm. talked about third act, the third act action sequences often suffer from the fact that they're always previs before the script is written. Um, I think the post the post uh, credit uh, thing is a is a good point um james gunn has talked about the fact that he doesn't he he just makes his post-credit scenes just kind of whatever he doesn't try to tease anything up he's just kind of having fun with them um these these kind of set up post-credit seasons i i i also wonder like if the director's not going to be involved in that part Bring, what's the point bringing up james guns is a great point where like um guardians of the galaxy 2 has a post-credit scene teasing adam warlock and by the time we finally meet adam warlock like holy shit, are we so far away from that post-credit scene? Like, I would have almost rather not had it. Sure, yeah, but like, there's, also, there's, there's also other post-credit scenes that are just for, there for fun. No, and I get it. And I'm not, I'm not knocking the ones that aren't plot-heavy. I'm just, I'm starting to question the ones that are plot-heavy, especially when they don't know necessarily what they mean other than, like, they are just setting up a concept of an idea that they have at the time, yeah. which is what it's becoming increasingly clear is what's happening. Um, even as... <clears throat> from what they describe as they were heading into the finale of this show, just kind of being like, yeah, about end it around this concept uh, here. Well, it's going to be a cliffhanger. Never mind. Never mind. Go ahead and make it a cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, it, it, it's so loosey goosey that I hope that, like, it, it worked out fine here in Loki. That's not really my point. My point being, like, eventually it's not going to. Um, and, well, and Spider-Man, and I hope we get further. <laughs> I hope we get further away from that. I mean, you could even make an argument that it didn't work out so great with Wandavision. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if that was 
some of it might be affected by COVID, but like we we don't really know. But like if if there are similar concepts here, I can see where like what we were talking about of some of these character arcs not yeah, being fully no, fleshed yeah. out yeah. is because of a poor lack of like actually visualizing the end of the road because you're always thinking about the next step after it. Sure, that's um, what we talked about. We've talked about that a lot. Where it it doesn't always feel like the directors have as much say in their story as they should. Um, you know, Kevin Feige is obviously the grandmaster of the MCU. Well, he is. It doesn't feel like that recently because, like, recently we've got like Thor and like Black Panther, and right, like... there are exceptions to the rules. Uh, obviously, uh, Taika Waititi, uh, James Gunn. Um, oh my goodness, Black Ryan Panther Coogler. director Ryan Coogler. Ryan thank you. Coogler. Have been able to to shepherd characters and shepherd story arcs and things like that, and char- and obviously actors have as well. Uh, we saw it with WandaVision with with Scarlet. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, and we see it with uh, uh, Bruce Banner, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Um, I just kind of wish it happened more broadly across the board than just kind of the exceptions. Well, and also I think like one of the reasons why we're so okay with with Loki and where Loki's at, like if the, I, I genuinely at this point, like I think even if they had intended it, I don't think a six episode miniseries would have been satisfying for the story they were trying to tell. And I think if this was the end of it, even with more Kang coming in the movies, even with some of these other characters appearing in later movies, I would still be like, yeah, but I kind of wish this told a whole story. They, um, they definitely would. And it's good that this yeah. is a season two, but we've had two other shows that were like, no, we told the whole story here. And I'm like, did you? No, yeah, like definitely, like again, it's always about the side characters. Like, <clears throat> I I don't see how they would easily just fit the Ravona stuff with the high school in like what like Eternals or something. Like that doesn't make sense. No, so, for like, sure, for so, sure. So like, yeah, like uh, I'm just I'm super glad that season two's happening. Otherwise, yeah, and yeah. it's not that I think oh all the Disney Plus shows need to be their their own like six uh, successive season shows. Yeah, I just also want them to not necessarily have to think which i think is kind of where we're sitting right now and hopefully it'll change we are in the early days of the disney plus marvel shows yeah um but less this is the pretense to a thing that the movies will do and more just i'm telling a story here's the end of that story um i'm i'm really hoping sometimes with main characters and sometimes with side characters and sometimes with both yeah depending on which one we're talking about. i mean honestly like up until up until kang like this did just feel like like a cool Loki story, like like mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't feel it, it obviously built into being like a big thing that impacted everything, but like for the most part I still felt like this was a nice self contained thing more I, than the I other shows it, that dealt with Shield. But again, stuff. like it would have been the side characters. Like yeah. I would have been sitting here at the end if this had been the end of the show hypothetically. Like I would have been sitting here like man, I really wish we'd actually done more with like Hunter B fifteen. I don't know where we were going with that. Yeah, uh, even if like this episode had tried to, there would not have been enough time to necessarily have rounded out. What was going on with her at the time? Oh, I agree. There would not have been enough time to round out what was going on with Ravana at the time, even if this episode had been planned for it. And that's that's kind of my thing, which also brings me to I still kind of wish the show was a little longer. Oh yeah. I've seen the thought shared around a lot this week about what people wanted these Marvel shows to be and what they're not getting out of it, which is something a little closer to Mandalorian, something a little more episodic in nature in general. Yeah. Other like have a big story, but have little moments in it rather than feeling like a movie elongated. Um, And I think there is some merit to that. I don't necessarily want completely episodic television, but I also don't think this show would have hurt from at least a single episode that was what everyone thought it was, which is Owen Wilson and Loki going and doing a time variant thing and just doing one and not blatantly hinting at how the TVA might be screwed up, but Loki slowly starting to gestate on it and piece it together. Um, 
and just allow more time for those relationships to to be fleshed out because again that's kind of the point of the having the television series and i think there is merit to having those conversations about it because it's it doesn't need to be locked into these concepts of six episodes and i hope they don't stay married to like six hours as like their their ideal rough idea of what every show needs to be on disney plus is roughly six hours because feel free to tell the story for as long as the story should be told mm-hmm. what <clears throat> i think what i think um i i'd like them to, to learn a lot from these tv shows and i've talked about it before that i think we are as bark said in the early days of them and they'll learn um you know, not keeping it to the six hours thing, but also maybe not looking at them as one of the things I liked about Loki more than WandaVision, more than uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, is that it didn't feel, it felt like a prestige television show. It didn't necessarily feel like a six hour movie, like what Falcon Winter Soldier was trying to go for. Less of less of the six hour movies and more of the six hour television shows is what you should be going for. That that gives the that gives the Disney Plus stuff a lot more merit, uh, I think, to exist, to, to kind of exist in this in this space. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's the problem. And again, like Loki did it best so far, but like they, yeah. they wanted to have the movies on the TV screens. That was like the promise, but maybe that's not what they should be. They should just be, if you're going to make a TV show, make a TV show. Like, yeah. stop, stop trying make to make it look like the movie, but don't make yeah. it like a movie. Now, hey guys, yeah. HBO's been doing this for 20 years. Like, you can do I, it. I really appreciate that we, we just watched Black Widow and Loki and uh, to properties that can be further like but still like they look like they belong the production value looks like it's the same and i appreciate yeah. that they have kept that level of production value on their shows yeah I uh, um one of the things i find it fun uh sparks speaking since we're talking about the mcu as a whole not the whole big discussion but spider-man far from home is currently the furthest point in the mcu still mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I find that really funny because we're three episodes, three seasons deep in the t- in a, on the TV shows and one movie in. Um, Megan four. and I, Megan and I were talking about it after she finished the episode, and that um, I think that the that knowing that knowing that the plan was Kang now, knowing that the next Thanos is Kang, mm-hmm. knowing that the, we're looking at a decade of different variations of Jonathan Majors appearing, um, it makes a little more sense why we're doing this like long road up to like having everything catch up to the moment of 2023, giving themselves a bit of a wide gap in the real world time, because everything's got to catch up to this moment because time is so important Mm -hmm. and the villain playing a role in it. So it's not entirely surprising to me anymore that that's what we're doing. I do think that's funny that it's, that it is like that, um, that we're doing all these things that are actually playing in a space before the last movie we saw. Yeah. Uh, And Spider-Man's taking place, not, not far barely, after barely after the last movie home, so I'm it's sure. like there's no way it's like a year later no yeah. uh, to be fair we don't know when shang chi takes place but still that's kind of Shang-Chi. where we're sitting right now shang chi yeah. no yeah i i'm still i still i want to believe it's it's in the blip but like he's I working want, at like a hotel with like fancy cars that I looks know. like the regular world i mean it still can We'll see. I don't know, I, man. We saw New York in 2020. I also, I also submitted that the whole movie doesn't have to take place in the blip, but part of it could. Yeah, um, maybe. I, I think more than anything, I'm just sitting at like, I would love something that's like Shang Chi. That let it be the Blade movie. I don't care. Um, something that does live in that space, like what the world was like during that time. That we're not necessarily following the Avengers, what's mm-hmm. left of them, but like what was the world like for those five years, and yeah. actually spend some time with it, it with some character, and it seems easier to do with a character we haven't met yet. That's true. Um, so yeah. whether it's Shang Chi or not, I still I still want that. I want something that takes maybe it's Moon Knight. I don't know. 
Making um, in the Blade movie would be fun because it's just like since there are half the people, the vampires are starving, so they're coming out of the out of the woodwork. Whatever you know, like really, whatever. I just, I just that's think actually that, a good idea, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. I just think that there, you know, there should be some somewhere where we use one of these characters we're bringing in brand new and use it as an opportunity to say, like, you know, we could go back and explore that five year space that's really, really vapid and vacant. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll see if that ever happens. Uh, maybe. Um, well, I think Loki is by far the best of the three shows that we've gotten so far. Yeah, I'm very satisfied with the season one ending. I'm really excited it's, for season two. It's really nice to have a finale that doesn't bum you out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Super nice. Uh, and like I again, like I, uh, I just it was so awesome that they just let Jonathan Major just act for like half an hour. Like it was just really, it's not a finale you'd expect. Like the finale really would have been the fifth episode with big giant smoke monster. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but really, then we just got a dude monologuing about how, oh my God, he had so, so many good lines. This is my final thoughts. A, a great, great show. Um, When he dies and his final lines are see you soon. That's one of the most ominous things I've ever seen in the MCU. Yeah. Sylvie, is, just, Sylvie just sitting there like, oh. That God. is so spooky. Cause like we know like, oh my God, they she just and he like- winks. Oh my God! She's like she's the reason that like we have the next Avengers movie. Thank you, Sophie. There's there's a line that I that I love so much, and it's been floating around, obviously. But it's the it's when Jonathan Major says, uh, "If you think I'm evil, wait till you meet my variants." Mm -hmm. I oh so, so good. So also he introduces a, a interesting concept that I think is worth uh, having a little discussion about, which is that um, he implies that at the moment, even with them breaking the branches, everything is a circle. Mm -hmm. because he says he'll just end up back there anyway because with it in because number, with it happening yeah he's going to end up doing the same thing again yeah so they're stuck in a time time loop circle essentially where even if they make this choice that he doesn't know they'll make the multiversal war will happen a variant of him will still do this yeah. reincarnation will happen and he'll be back at that spot yeah that's what oh he my said. god yeah. Oh my God, you're so right. Because the oh my God, let me roll with this real quickly. Let me roll with this. Okay, so the the time we saw the timeline, right? It's a circular. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a world serpent around the around the Citadel. What if the ending of Phase Five, whatever Avengers movie it is, Avengers Forever, <laughs> Avengers Sixteen Forever, whatever, um, they at the end of that, it breaks that circle and becomes a line, and the time is now just a line. No. I do think that like whenever the Kang stuff is done, that is essentially the concept. So, so my main thing when I was watching it the second time is I'm like, I bet we see he who remains again before Jonathan Majors is done with the MCU. Yeah. I do think we see him having come back all the way around the other side. Because again, I a hundred percent believe, because again, they do this in the comics, like to beat Kang, you're going to need a Kang's help. Like there's just no other way around it. Like because like the Avengers we got like we're gonna see what them. What are you gonna do against this guy? When we're when we're getting to the end of the Kang Cade, we're gonna see them come back to this same place. Yeah. This Kang, this he who remains Kang, and and he's gonna be like, told you, here I am, right oh, back God. where I started. And, and it's it could gonna be, be like, oh damn. <laughs> it could, and it could be like more characters in that moment too. Uh, Call with it Loki now, there. Check back with me in 2033. Let me know. Damn, 12 years, Ryan. Ryan, I have hey. a question because I know about the Council of Reeds. Council is, of Kings. Is there a Council of Kings in the comics? Yeah, or is that, that came out oh, first. That came out first. Cool. Yeah, that happened in the eighties. Oh yeah, Council of Kings was the first one, baby. I really like that they introduced that idea that the different Kings throughout the multiverse just decided to meet together, and make that council. I immediately went to the Council of Reeds from from Fantastic Four, but I wasn't sure if that was also the Council of Kings. That's uh, that's where Hickman got the idea. I had long nice. conversations with both John Radley, who is 
very comic savvy, knows who Kang is, um, all that kind of stuff. Was was trepidatious going into this about like the idea that it would be Kang kind of wanting me to be wrong, but then like was very, very sold on the concept as it was executed here. Mm -hmm. And also loves Jonathan Majors now. Um, and then talking to a friend of mine, Michael, um, about who's who's not comic savvy at all and how both all of us just agreeing like how very well executed and streamlined the concept of kang his multiple versions a multiversal war the reason he made this timeline all of that stuff is done in such a way where it's super digestible to the audience that the mcu has attained um even though i still see people saying i'm confused and i'm like it's really right there man i you cannot get to the sixth mm. episode of the show and then be confused when he talks about variants the whole show is nothing about it it's all about variants like i that's just you like deliberately being like <laughs> ignorant i think like i think that's that confusing i think that's them deliberately like feeling like this is this is just not what i wanted so i'm bored yeah i, um, I do think i do think loki is and the disney plus tv shows in general but loki i do think it is testing that 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 audience that it has gained over the years um you know not necessarily calling the ones who aren't going to get it but like definitely testing like who's like like how many how much of that audience have what will we keep through these through these like heavy comic book moments now yeah. to get further into i it. think endgame i think endgame pushed a lot of people towards like oh we can do big sci-fi stuff so yeah. so john john in a way suggested something to me that I think actually makes a lot of sense, which is that Loki is less the show for the people who are keeping up with every facet of the MCU and are here right now. Loki is the show that's there for the people three years from now who see Ant-Man and the Wasp and go, I don't get what's up with Kang. Oh, yeah, and they yeah. need to come back here and then they're ready to understand. Then they want to know it's for that part of the audience that necessarily isn't like bringing the TV shows in yet. That's where it's for. It's the foundation to make it. So you go back and you go, Oh, okay yeah yeah um i was at black widow this reminded me of an anecdote i was at black widow and they were like who's the who's the who's julie louise dreyfus why does she show up and i i, I was like huh she watched falcon and the winter soldier <laughs> show she shows up for a minute and i mean like to be fair like there's there's a whole chunk of the population that i totally understand like you can't afford a streaming service or maybe you have crap internet and i feel real bad that that's the situation you're living in because you might have internet so shitty you can't do a streaming service and that really sucks and i'm sorry yeah. because the, it is the story is leaving you behind yeah. um and that's that's a bummer because there are some people who can only live by the by going to the movies and seeing these movies mm -hmm. and that's that's how it is and uh, there's no solution to that at this moment. So hopefully they'll recognize that that's an issue over time because uh, there's a big chunk of Americans that just don't have the kind of internet service that would allow for them to watch Disney Plus, let alone afford it. Yeah. Um, Disney, I know you're listening. Physical media yeah. helps. And physical media would help. Like you would, you would see for, for that huge chunk, the people who want to be in on this go back and get these stories i think <laughs> to be devil's advocate i think if you're poor i think i'd rather just spend five bucks a month and binge it all than spend like 50 bucks on a dvd but that's me no i i agree but i mean like there's also rental capabilities no, yeah and there's digital uh, rentals yeah, yeah there's digital rentals but more than anything i am speaking for like that chunk that like they they, they literally don't have the internet no i get it no and it's yeah. like it, there, there should people, be... people have talked about this in the heartland of the united states the internet is just terrible it yeah. doesn't matter about well, your, your status as, as a class. It's just awful. Well, and I mean, really, like, you could say Star Wars is doing it too, but I think the MCU is a far more prevalent version of it. We are entering this mode where, like, 
which is cool. It, it works very well for the MCU. I'm happy for it. But where the shows and the films are in such communication with each other that if you're not catching one, you're not getting the whole scope. Yeah. And I do think that we're going to see like a start to spill out of like the people who who through certain means feel like they're not able to take part in it. Yeah. Um, and hopefully that will even out and be balanced and remedy. But either way, uh, the introduction of Jonathan Major's character and, and he who remains Kang and all that. Uh, perfect. Perfect execution for getting the audience on board with it um, and being able to just roll right into the Kankade. Kankade, baby. <laughs> very, very happy with this season. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Anything else we want to bring up? What if? Coming out next month. Yeah. Are we doing that as a, as a fake news watch or an animation station? I don't know. We'll have to... Probably a fake news watch. Yeah, because that's... Keep it consistent. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I mean, what else are we going to do in that time anyway? Oh, excuse you. Jesus. Um, I was Luna. She just burped. That's uh -huh. um, <laughs> <was> really loud. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Tom Hiddleston dropping hints that, like, what if is going to really directly impact the MCU and be tied to Loki? And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, why not? Also, Tom Hiddleston wants to play Loki for the rest of his life. And I'm like, all right, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm there for it. Do it. If, if Chris Hemsworth and, and Tom Hiddleston end up being like the last remaining <laughs> actors from the original fun. days of the MCU, I'll be like, man, that's beautiful. Yeah. I still... <laughs> the two of them at the end. It really is beautiful, the thought, because like the articles that came out when they were cast were like, Marvel takes chances on unknowns. And it's like, yeah, and they ended up outliving everyone. They're sure. also the two Asgardian characters, so like having them at the end of it all being like, man, those were some crazy times, right? <laughs> yep. All right. Four weeks to go until what if. So four weeks man, to go. And, crazy. Yeah. Uh, so that means uh, four weeks to go until your next Fake News Watch. How long do you think until we get a release date for Hawkeye or Miss Marvel? Well, I, I bet Hawkeye's first. Huh? I think Hawkeye's first. I think Hawkeye's first too, but like we still don't have that release date. And they're, they last time they said anything, they said end of this year. So we've, we've, we've been getting like, I, I think soon. I think they want to give each show or movie time to breathe. I think October Hawkeye. So I think, I think we're probably going to get more, we're definitely going to get a Spider Man trailer soon, I bet. Oh, we gotta. Yeah. Now that the multiverse stuff is out, I think yeah. we're. That rumored Spider-Man trailer from a year ago mm. is finally coming out. Count stuff. Nine, ten. Okay, so theoretically, October, mid-October is when What If ends because it's ten episodes for the first season. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm sure not far after November. that. I guess that almost almost guarantees, unless they're willing to put like What If and another one of them on at the same time. I got like, it. Then that almost guarantees we're only getting Hawkeye or Miss Marvel this year. So no, I we're not getting both. I wouldn't be shocked if one gets pushed to like early next year, which mm -hmm. isn't that much time, really. Yeah. I have always suspected that they might air might air what if concurrently with something else, honestly. Um I don't know why, but it's just kind of a gut feeling. So I, I would believe it because, that Hawkeye would come out in the in like because, during... uh, it's easy to think of the animation shows as lesser. Yeah. Oh, that's no. that's sad. That, that's a really that's sad why... way to put it. That's why I would think they would like stagger them so they would give each one a shot. I will. Yeah. I will say until this last trailer and until Loki, I also was kind of thinking of like the anim the animated what if as like a fun aside, uh, rather than like real real new making the MCU broader content. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and now it actually feels like it is newer making the mcu broader content this is really disturbing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i um, i agree with that sparks yeah um, i'm excited either way it's all it's all good all right do we so, think loki is in uh doctor strange as hollywood reporter is saying I, I Un unconfirmed by anyone else. I I, I I almost believed it, and then the show ended, and I'm like, I why would they show him there before they we'd see season two? Like, where would it pick up? I just believe everything. Yeah, <laughs> because like Alfred Molina, man, that's so interesting. You believe everything. I don't believe everything. See, I like after Alfred Molina is like, yeah, they see, I'm in it, and like, but they, you can't, but you can't even believe everything Alfred Molina says because according to everyone else, like they'll film shit that's not fucking real. No, I know, but I know he's in. And the they'll movie. give him scripts. I know he's. No, in the I know movie. he's in the movie, but he might see shit. Like literally, they bring Andrew Garfield and just so he'll blab about it. I doubt. It's, 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 it's not, I doubt. That's, that's my happened. point, though. Like you know, who knows? Like what they decide to not actually. I don't. Use. I don't believe it. Like I'm putting money on it, but like I, it just I rather believe it because like it's so silly. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, I will say that I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up in Doctor Strange. As like a cameo. I, either. I, I remember in Guardians 2 when they're like hopping reality, like oh, hopping through, and yeah. there's like, I, I imagine that movie's got a lot of that shit in it. Oh. That's where a lot of our cameo and stuff is going to be. Just like they're <laughs> just random multiverse stuff is happening. Just through. pop in Loki's like, nobody knows me. And then they disappear. Yeah. Like, <laughs> are you here to help? And then Doctor Strange is like, no. And then it just disappears. Like, yeah, totally. I, I can see that. I wouldn't be surprised if Loki shows up in Doctor Strange, but I'm not expecting it. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. see Jonathan Majors. I'm not gonna lie. I'd rather see some some Jonathan Majors cameo at this point. <laughs> I'm gonna say that about every movie. I'd rather see Jonathan Majors in Internals. I'd rather see Jonathan Majors anywhere. See, now this makes more so. If now, if this is the threat that brings the Eternals out. Maybe that's something. Oh, baby, you're speaking my language. Because like that, because again, like they're doing time stuff in that too. Like yeah, like. Who knows? Who knows? Oh my god. Yeah. I, I'm curious what the of madness is in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness now. Because I'm cause... Well, we Shimogorath is in the movie, which is a giant is a giant tentacle yeah. monster. So like there's definitely gonna be like an enemy, but like Is that a red herring? Who knows? Not, not that like in the sense that it's not in it, but like is that not actually the important part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but like it's definitely dealing with like I think like the nightmare dimension and like nightmare and Shimogorath. So like it's definitely dealing with like nightmare cosmic stuff um i feel like, like that movie's already so packed i don't want to see loki because we've already got wanda and yes yeah. spider no i know but again like if it's, um, I, I don't mind a five second cameo and I, yeah I that's don't, what i mean I, yeah he's not going to be in the movie forever i'm just not like uh like I'd, I'd really rather a lot more screen time be given to establish um america chavez oh no i agree that's why i'm saying five seconds won't kill him oh yeah. man that's right we are getting america chavez in that movie She's definitely in the movie because the marketing and like the the not marketing right, the, that one the merchandise for, is out for it. That one we so. know for sure. Yeah, she's yeah, like they they said that at the uh, uh, investor meeting. I just forget who's all yeah. these who all these cameo all these new characters going to be. Yeah, man. Uh, man, just so much shit happening soon, you guys. It's exciting. All right. Well, Ben looks like you're about to fall asleep. I don't know why. It's probably because I'm just <laughs> super dehydrated. No, drink water, Ben. I need. I'm going to drink water. This is your reminder. So I can go get some water. Mm. I mean, go get some water. We'll vamp a bit. No, or we're gonna end this this episode. Yeah, I um, really. I I didn't going into this. I did not have a whole lot to say other than I love Jonathan Majors. Um, I like that we're getting a season two. It's not just a one and done. Although, not to say that that's a detriment to the other shows because I think the other shows are good as a one as a limited series. And it's like a one and done, and then they can move on to other things. But this one, it's like, 
yeah, I do want to see more of Loki. I do want to see what's going, what's going to happen next. And we are, I mean, we, we, no, and we've been singing his praises since the beginning of this episode. And I can't, I'm, I'm on that Kang train, baby. I'm on it. I'm taking me to the end of the line for this, for this ride, dude. Sparks. Uh, could we say that this is the first MCU project without a post credit scene? Because that was not a post credit scene. No, no it wasn't. Incredible Hulk doesn't two. have a post credit. End game. Mm. And game ends with just the, the sound of the hammer. That's true. Yep, there yep. you go. Yeah, Myth and bust. actually that beats me because yeah. Incredible Hulk has a mid-credit, not a post. Yeah. Myth yeah. busted. Take that, Jamie Heineman. No, that's true. Was well well, didn't Age of Ultron not have a post-credit scene? No, it does. It's oh, the yeah, uh, fine, I'll do it myself. Oh, that's right. I thought that was mid-credit. No. Well, I mean, that's any... I'm not specifying mid or post here. I'm just... Is there something after the credits start? Is there a scene? Endgame. So yeah, uh, it would be Endgame because it doesn't have anything. Yep, that's true. That's true. I forgot about that. All um, right. Also, Ryan, every time you're taking a drink of your water, I thought your cup was floating. Yeah, that's the idea, baby. Woo! I'm so happy that Kang is the new big bad. I'm just so happy. I wanted that, and I'm just pleased. And Jonathan Majors is a dream. Yeah, uh, uh, my actual now, my final thought is uh, Kang was trending on Twitter. And this anytime something nerdy like that happens, I'm just like, I we made it. We made it. Good for us. All right. So that'll do it then. Um, anything else you guys want to add final thoughts or should we get out of here? No, let's go. Uh, I think this is a much better way to, to introduce your big movie multiverse than uh, Flashpoint. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and i'll put that i'll put it that way so Ooh. all right uh, so stay tuned so that means fakeness watch will be going away for a couple of weeks uh coming back with what if as we spoke about in the episode so stay tuned for that um rewatch loki go back and watch our our, our fakeness watch see what we got right see what we got wrong we were always right about kang um and that's i was that. always right about kang. i thought you had a kang shirt on for a second go kang Kane. Kang train, Kang Oh my Kang. god, that was so weird because that I didn't was, see, you I saw it and stop. Oh, did it again? <laughs> <laughs> <was> so weird. <laughs> All right, anyway. Because <laughs> it looked like you high fived yourself. <laughs> All right. Uh, of course, make sure to like this video, subscribe to this channel, you can check out other fake nerds. Watch if you like Jonathan Majors, maybe go check out Lovecraft Country. Uh B15 is also in that. Um, so check that out and check out our fitness watch where we did Lovecraft Country. So so nice to see these two Lovecraft Country stars succeeding so well. So when's Journey Smollett coming, guys? Hell yeah, get her in there. You know what's happening. And she's already black, black, black canary. Yeah, yeah. This is, yeah, she's in DC, but she could be here too. She, she wouldn't be the first. Sure. I, I this makes me want to do a show with you where I just sit here and share opinions and you just every once in a while unzip and go, I disagree, and then like zip back up. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> All right. So check out our other shows on this channel as well, such as the Fakner Book Club currently on hiatus, Baseman Arcade currently on hiatus, uh Baseman Arcade Pause menu. Um no new episode coming out soon then. Do you Wait, have yeah. anything planned? Okay. I, I have uh, something planned. I just need to reach out to people. Stay, stay tuned for that. And, uh, well, there's actually going to be a Fickner's Watch coming, uh, sorry, or an animation station. We haven't we haven't settled on it, but something is coming. Ben and I are going to be talking about the Transformers trilogy, uh, mm-hmm. anime trilogy on Netflix. Um, he's going to watch the second season, and we're going to both watch the third. Um, now you're the invisible man from uh, Hotel Transylvania. Oh, so I'm sexy. 
that's uh, there's there's a lot of people that thirst for you until the until the reality is revealed. Yung, yung, yung. <laughs> that was crazy. I'm just seeing, that is so cool. How all I'm seeing is just a pair of floating glasses. Jesus technology. <laughs> all right. Um, and speaking of Animation Station, our final show, Animation Station, our current our current freshman show on this channel. Check them out. All of them are available here. And like I said, like this video and subscribe to this channel. You get all that cool stuff. And you can check out other things such as our Mothership show, the Fickner podcast. Uh, <laughs> Sparta's still laughing at Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can check out our Mothership show, the Fickner podcast uh, conversation. There's also that. Um, where I talk to to uh, podcasters and things. Uh, new episode coming soon. Uh, but of course, Bigner Podcast, which we do live every Sunday, um, sometimes remotely, sometimes in person. This week, last week, we talked about Black Widow. This week, speaking of the MCU, this week we're talking about Gunpowder Milkshake. Um, you can check that out. That's a Netflix movie with um, Karen Gillan. Um, a whole slew of cool uh, female stars. Um, and unless you watch, whatever. When is this coming out, Sparks? Um, prob probably because, Monday because of how I have to download it. Probably Monday, but maybe right. tomorrow. So then our last episode was Gunpowder Milkshake, but our next episode will be Snake Eyes. So check that out. Oregon's. Um. Oregon. All right, and of course that's it. Check out our T Public. Uh, or where you buy some shirts. You can check out our Patreon where you can support us. You can check out our website at fakenerpodcast.com. You can find us on all the social medias at fakenerpodcast, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Fakenerguys at gmail.com. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben? You can find me just marveling at what Ryan's doing with his green screen suit at benmagnet27 on Instagram and Twitter. Sparks? You can find me celebrating the beginning of the Kangcade, baby, at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty, all aboard that Kang train. The Invisible Man. <laughs> you can find me at DJ Tony Snark everywhere. Choo choo, all aboard the Kang train. All right, find us where, uh, make sure, like this video, subscribe to this channel, find our podcast on all the podcast social medias, um, rate and review. Until next time you see us, stay fake nerds. So I got Ben Magnet and I've got yep. Brandon McClure mm -hmm. and myself. I think we're all good to board the train. The damn it. Wow. Sorry. I'm gonna start over. <laughs> <laughs>